Hello and welcome to the Broadcast, English language for Rocker but no podcast that nobody asked for. My name's David. And I'm blah. Are you blah? Yeah. Long day? Yeah, it's a, lo- a long day indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, also, um, recording this on Monday seems a bit odd because it's, you know, getting all the Monday stuff done and then also doing this. This is yeah. the, See, this is the problem because I've got something that I need to do or need to be at every day this week. Yeah. Including flying on Friday. Yes. So it's just, it's, I'd have no time for anything yeah. except for now, unfortunately. So I would like to thank you, David Schmidt, for <laughs> thank you. Uh, being so accommodating in my request to move this to Monday. You're very welcome. I've got very little else to do this week. Uh, actually, that, that's not entirely true. I've You're doing a quiz. Quiz on Wednesday. On Wednesday. And then band practice Thursday and then the Lee game Friday. I am counting going to the quiz as an important thing to do. So. Well, yeah. I mean, if I don't go, there's no quiz. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, if I go, there's no winner. Hey! Um, good. Right. We've got uh, loads to get through today. Uh, two games because the season's restarted. Hooray. We were at both. We were at both. And we've got two previews. We've got Beer of the Podcast, Hot or Not. We're catching up with an Aztec God. We've got uh, loads of loads of st- all the things... Everything. All everything. Everything. If you want everything. to see paradise. <laughs> we've got a sort of um spiky electro indie band. We've got everything, everything. Oh very good. Yes. That's good. I quite like them. Actually. I bet you'd forgotten they existed up until that point, hadn't you? Yes. Um yeah. They've got a new album out, that's all I know. Is it any so good? I haven't listened to it. I've listened to like two songs off it. Oh okay. It's alright. Yeah. Good stuff. Um Right, let's get into the first of the games of the renewed season. Hooray! It was a cold and irritatingly snowy return to the league, wasn't it? Snowy enough to be cold, not snowy enough for the yellow ball. Yes. That's how you'd put it. Yeah. Uh, I... It, it had looked like a nice day and I left my house and I was about halfway to the tram stop and I thought, I've miscalculated here because it was already getting really chilly and then, yeah, the later it got, brr, dear me. Yeah, it was a, actually both games were, uh, were cold mm, ones for yes. sure. But yeah, at the time again of uh, five o'clock on uh, on a Friday, which is um, yeah. ostensibly for the uh, the TV cameras to um, to be at the stadium, um, obviously, um, not very good for uh, for a home or away support. No away fans this no. time. Three thousand and fourteen apparently home fans. That I feel is ambitious. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I feel that counts in season ticket holders who didn't turn up because I don't think yeah. there were three thousand people there. But to be fair, it was very good, um, and as it always is uh, when you're first back after the winter break to see everybody again. Yes. To see the people you stand, you know, beside for. You know, most of a year. Yeah, see your pals of, there. Lots of you know nodding and you know acknowledging and going ciao. So much. A lot of that. Ciao, Borti. Yeah. Did you go Welsh there for a minute there? <laughs> ciao, Borti. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> on that note as well, a shout out to football tourist who is doing one of his, uh, I believe, quarterly jaunts to the Czech Republic, who uh, mm. came to say hello at halftime. So yes. thanks for. Uh, that was jolly nice, actually. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. Thanks for your continued patronship. Yes. Is that a word? Patronage of the uh, <laughs> patronage, yes. of the uh, of the of the podcast, and also thanks for the uh, the feedback. Mm. Uh, it was a good game though, as well. Lovely, lovely way of getting back into it. It took a lot it's going on time to get into a good game. I felt it did. Prostyov started the stronger, I would say. 
they they uh, tormented us out wide with uh, obviously former Zbrojovatsi, uh Robert Bartolomeu and uh, Honza Kodelka. Robert Bartolomeu's quest to score was quite something. He, he was he absolutely looked so everywhere. up for it, didn't he? He yeah. really wanted to get one in and to get one up. Yeah. Mm. Probably as well because of the you know the the, the delirium that the team must have felt about um, their uh, their home victory against us yeah. and of course um, Kodelka scored then and was given it the cup to years and the shushes and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. which is you know a shithousery that I, I particularly enjoy seeing even if it is sort of against me it's you fine. can sort of respect yeah. the art you know yeah. so it took us a while to sort of get into it and basically once we I thought got a grip on the game we didn't really look back no uh, we were getting a lot of joy particularly down the left hand side our our left hand side uh, in fact both the first two goals came down there the one was as route one as it's possible to be while also being quite artistic uh, Berkovitz lofts it out to Shevchik um, and he just sort of brings it down runs on and sticks it between Vitnemrava's legs in the frosty off goal, it sort of came out of nothing. Just a bit of a hopeful punt by Berkey. Shevchik does well, though. Yeah, no, he does does particularly well. And that was at a time where you would still say that uh, Prostyov were on top. Yeah, so we'd that, had a couple of scares at that point, hadn't yeah, we? So, that had yeah. pretty much been... Uh, I think that was our second shot on, on, on goal at that point, and it sort of um, yeah, I think good. Yeah, I think um, Resnia had sort of had a... A sort of a half slice sort there of a chance a, a at that sw- point. A swallow-like, um, I believe, header to try <laughs> and get to the far post, I believe, mm. where he was getting his eye in, Yes, let's say. Um, we got to 2-0 before half-time, actually, and it was very similar this time. It was uh, Matteo Harabina wins the ball on the right-hand side, sprays it out left to Prickestal, who takes it on his chest, barely breaks stride and volleys it <laughs> straight into the far corner. That's a lovely hit. Yeah. Actually, that's a really yeah. nice goal. And at that point, you're like, this is second season, or second half Zbrojovka coming. Yeah. But we're always good from March to yeah. to May. So that was really good. And at that point, I mean, even though Prostyov looked threatening, you were sort of thinking that if we, you know, if we basically see out 15 minutes, 20 minutes, mm. start of the second half, that probably will be us. They'll, they'll get out of puff. We've got... Um, a reasonably good bench these days actually yeah. as well so you have a lot of uh people that you can sort of go into freshen things up yeah so it was very i think content but cold going into the uh, half yeah we we of course didn't manage the 15 20 minutes of the first half no. four minutes after the break um Kodelka, of course like there wasn't going to be anyone else makes it 2-1 uh on 49 minutes and um his name is still on the big electronic scoreboard when we make it three one. Yes, it was one of the one of the most incisive direct from kickoff goals I've seen, and it's Prickistal again who, yeah, basically gets his second and our third straight from the kickoff. It's good and looks very, very goal. chuffed after it as well. Yeah. Um, I believe the technical term for Kodelka's goal is a thunder bastard. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. a superb goal. It was a hit, wasn't um, it? 20, 25 yards out thing. Yeah. Berkovitz with no chance, but does something that I, I took a little bit of issue with, which is, okay, you've scored a great goal, you know, f- you know, celebrate and stuff like that. But the way they were celebrating, where they all seemed to run to the Prosty of bench and did that sort of huddle and sort of like, you know, arms yeah. around each other. And I, I was thinking, like, you're 2-1 down. If my team had done that, I would be quite annoyed because 
you have to keep your focus and you go in and you should, you know, have that determination. Yeah, we're back into this. this. It was like they just pulled level or something. This is the precise moment where you want somebody, preferably the person who's scored the goal, continuing his run to get the ball out of the net. Exactly. This is what I... Or, like, try and grab it out the goalkeeper's hands as he's trying to... Get rid of and, it. And that was, yeah. yeah. And 3-1 is basically their entire undoing because, um, okay, it's good. Um, Freaky Styles' run is, is really nice down to the sort of left side of the box and sort of slots at home low. Mm. Um, and how he's been able to get into that position is that they're still giddy from that goal and they've completely switched off from the yeah, kickoff. Absolutely, and it was yeah. just about four or five passes, boom, boom, boom. And that's it. 30 seconds, I'd even say. Something it's, like that. It was very, incredibly quick, yeah. Very quick. So I think that was all their undoing. And yeah. then... And that was basically them polished off, wasn't swagged it? Swagged it out, really? yeah. yeah. That was it. They, at that point, they sort of looked like a, a bit of a spent force. Yeah. Um, we we got a possibly undeserved fourth, but a very nice fourth on uh, 90 minutes as uh, Moravets goes down the left-hand side uh, towards the corner flag. You think, well, just keep it in the corner, you know, play it, you know, play for play for the final whistle, but he senders it. Um, Nemrava completely misjudges it. And... Uh, Presley <laughs> Czech finishes with a bicycle kick, which is ridiculous, but quite for, fun. For a man, for a man of his mobility, yeah, think. exactly, it's yeah. Like Managing pe- to get his thirty-eight-year-old ass in there. I've air. seen two people score bicycle kick or overhead kicks, I should say, um, at Serbska, but each end. Two, two, two that I would net people who, are, if I thought were on the, the pitch, the oldest member of the squad. Each well, yeah. Time, yeah. So yeah, Sreznicek and then um, Lukas Magera, who yeah. I'm just not sure how he still didn't like, you know, scud his head off the off the turf. <laughs> yeah, very I've, tall man. So, yeah. I should say I've seen Milan Lutonski attempt it a number of times and fucked it. But um, do you want to know what was even uh, funnier, stroke sadder? After that. Um, Sporovka on social media put out a short video of like all the overhead kicks ever scored for Sporovka. Fifty uh-huh. percent of them were that Magera one and that Czesnicek one. There are only two more. Uh, Roman Kukleta in the early eighties, I uh, think. Can I have a guess at the other one then? Yeah. Um, is it is that a nineties one? No. You oh, were, okay. I'll, I'll um, it might be a nineties one. I, if you get it, I'll be amazed. Okay. I was just thinking it was something stupid enough. Or uh, I can imagine, like, a Schuster doing it. No, Libor Soldan. Okay. If you even knew that name, I'd be amazed. But um, but actually, when uh, um, Roman Kugleta, his overhead kick is so famous that when he died, there was a huge uh, bit of um, uh, TIFO over the home end for it, and it was just a massive pair, his name and a massive pair of scissors. Because we discovered... Mm-hmm. Checks you've discovered call a bicycle kick a scissor kick. It's not a scissor kick. It's a bicycle kick. Mm-hmm. I'm not having it. A scissor kick is sideways, surely. And I, I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm putting this argument to bed now. You're wrong. I'm sorry, but there it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, this uh, game actually, I think, was uh, summed up towards the end of the first half about how, after going two 0 up, how comfortable we were when. The not necessarily the most mobile player, um, Jan Lavitzer, managed to uh, sort of um, skillfully, with his back to a winger, basically nutmeg him and turn away from him, which was just glorious. The amount of confidence to do that with that 2 0 up, <laughs> the, the absolute Bohonitzer Beckenbauer of Hansa, Hansa Lavitzer there. But yeah, it was, yeah. 
No, it was it was it was a good win, fine win. Yep, I mean, uh, what you want to to see basically, yeah. and uh, you know what made made all the sweeter, of course, the next day with uh, with Leach drawing, mm. of course. So that was um, a quick thing. shout out to the um, sort of nod to the Ukraine war as well. Both teams mm-hmm. coming out, uh, one in blue t-shirts, one in yellow, and then making a you know sort of lining up like mm-hmm. the flag, and the ultras section having the Ukrainian flag on the fence at the front, which came down at half-time, so clearly bored. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, that was it for one against Prosty off, and uh, up and running we were again. Mm-hmm. It's good, isn't it? Um, I've got a list of what we're doing somewhere, and I've lost it. Are we going on to the next game, or are we doing something a bit... We're not. We're going to do hot or not first. Okay, we're going to do hot or not. So let's do that right now. We started a podcast and wanted to give it a number of sections to show what we've got, and one of the sections we wanted to give it was this section that we have called Hot or Not. It's not pop music, obviously. Did Steel I Span? No. No, then, I've no idea. Mozart's Horn Concerto. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, like, I mean, who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you... You hate those rounds on University Challenge, every, don't you? Right? <laughs> I mean, listen, like, every, um, every time we do this podcast, we always watch University Challenge afterwards. And um, every time when it's, um, you're now going to hear a piece of, and I go, hmm, and then it goes, classical music or something like that. Just uh, like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hear an excerpt of an aria from an opera. Right, well, that's five minutes. We're not, <laughs> we're not getting anything then, dear me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I put that up is because I was reminded of the existence of the Flanders and Swan version, where they uh, they take the Hong Kong and they uh, turn it into a song like that. They give it lyrics about a man who buys a French horn and then it's stolen. I see. So that's that. That's what's going on the end of this. So look forward to that piece of... Um, Skippable music. Yeah. Or, or yeah, a very, um, a very um, contemporary musical reference. 50s music hall artists doing something from the 17th century or 18th century. I expect nothing less. Yes. Anyway, it's hot or not, by the way. Uh, I've only got hots. I've got two. All right, uh, one of each. Okay. Uh, Two short one of each. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'll go first. I'll give you my first hot. It's uh, Bangkok FC sacking their player. I will get this pronunciation wrong. Aitseret Noichabun. Okay. Probably incorrect pronunciation uh, for his frankly stunning act of violence. Have you seen this I've, video I've going not, around? I've not seen this video. There's a bit of like not really anything. A bit of argy bargy um, in a game that Bangkok FC are playing against. I can't remember who, but their player um, comes back onto the pitch, runs towards the guy who's having a bit of argy bargy with. And just absolutely lamps him as hard as he possibly could. He comes steaming in, and his right elbow goes straight to the guy's face. Absolutely, it is a shocking piece of violence. And he's sent off, and he's immediately fired. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a statement from a club there. Chat shit, get Bangkok FC. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought, you know, it's... Is this a hot? This is a hot. This is a hot because you always see clubs being very performative, yeah, about this kind of thing. Whereas 
Bangkok FC just going, you know what? You're fucking sacked. So yeah, fair enough. There you go, Bangkok yeah. FC. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> do you want to give me a hot or a not? I'll give you a hot. You'll go like on, this one. It's Coventry City social media account. Yes, we're very good, aren't we? Yes, because I mean, we I, um, <laughs> like I do it. I mean, yeah, because I I follow a few football accounts on uh, on Twitter dot com and and the like, and most of them, particularly, and I must say, particularly English clubs, they're just kind of either dull or just trying too hard. And I don't think the Coventry City tries one too hard, tries it too hard. I think it does it quite well. Like we get, get a quite co- a nice balance between the two. I think I like that they like there are. You, you show the goals, which is good because usually everything is now, you know, covered with rights and you can't show this, you can't do this. You always show the goals and stuff like that and then the crowd reactions and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's certain downsides like City, not going to win any awards for that Coventry <laughs> fans. But like, you know, you see a bit of passion and things like that. And I also very much like that... It's, the, actually, it's actually Sutey, I think you'll find. Sutey. Yeah. Um, I also like how people have... Some people have been clearly instructed in quite an innocent way to be like, you have to look at the camera sometimes, lads. So when they go down the tunnel, they're all like, yeah. you know, they're always, um, you know, just look kind of normal or puggle and stuff. And then they, they, they clock someone's in the... Ca- uh, uh, you know, got a camera on and then they suddenly, you know, sort of like... Um, just you know, like do a one eighty and turn and just go. Yes, get in. It's like, yeah. You know, it's it, it, I, I quite like that. My favorite moment of that last one actually was uh, as they're going out for their pre-match warm-up. Tom Bilson turns to the camera yeah. and just, yeah. and like points at his goalkeeper's gloves and just goes like Sports Direct thirty quid. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is quite sweet. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well done the Coventry City uh, okay, social yeah. media. Good. Team. Thanks. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my second hot. It is a very good week for mad footballing nationality switches. Okay, I'm As here for it. As Barnsley's Callum Styles gets a call up for Hungary. Oh, wonderful! Lovely Styles stuff. Callum. Now. Yeah, <laughs> Styles Callum. Um, there is a video of him um, scoring goals. It's 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 good. He plays at Barnsley because Oakwell obviously has red seats, which makes it look like he's playing in like a Hungarian national oh, stadium. Good. But there's 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 video of him like skilling around some cones and putting a shot in the top corner and then pulling on the Hungarian jersey. But the most pleasing thing is he then introduces himself in Hungarian, <laughs> which is really nice. That's he good. just says, my name's Callum Styles and I'm Hungarian, but in Hungarian, which that, is quite, which is quite cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, but, but in a very thick Barry accent as well. I was going to take a punt here that I don't think Callum Styles is fluent in Hungarian. Uh, his grandparents are Hungarian, apparently. So no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Probably about as fluent as Matty Cash is in Polish. So. Or, or Matty Cash's ma. Yeah. Who was apparently fluent in Polish and didn't look like it from the video. Yeah. But that was that was fun. I love these mad nationality switches. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a knot, I believe. I'm not. It's that time of year, David. My knot is rugby union. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Specifically, rugby union exceptionalism. Right. So. Um, I don't like rugby. I'm, I'm okay with people who do, but the thing that I really dislike about rugby is how it is held up to this pious standard of great integrity, fairness, and um, camaraderie as compared to football. Really fucks me off. But it's all this, ah, you know, we have, a, we have fans from each opposing side mingling in the stands. You wouldn't get that at football. Fuck off. Like, all right, so, so, like, no, zero atmosphere um, rugby uh, union. And, and also, but, and also, you would if you go to Varnsdorf. 
True, you have to go through the host. <laughs> yeah. But it's just all this, and it's like, and it's always like, you know, you can't get a drink in a stadium. Well, you can in England, but you can't be in view of the pitch, etc. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want at rugby. And it's always and it's always the rugby lads when you go to uni and stuff like that that are the biggest cunts. Awful. Sorry if yeah. you're offended by that term, but they're cunts. Um, just, yeah, just it. Yeah, it, it makes me it makes me not want to get into rugby. You know, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it it might have been some some sort of comedian or something that said the the only saving grace about rugby union is it's the only place where you can see coppers and lawyers having the shit kicked out of them every Saturday. Which is yeah, which is you know, and which if is only true. and if only it happened in the stands as well, you know, <laughs> like it's just I just can't be dealing with it, and and the idea that when Scotland win a match, I'm supposed to be chuffed. I don't care. It's I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm re- I really give a shit. Is this is this all because you went to um, Udana on Friday and they were playing the rugby instead of? But I mean, there was no other sport on. I think at that right. time, and that was fine because I was steaming already mm. so I wasn't really bothered about that but it did remind me because I think it was was it England or Wales or somebody was, I can't even remember who was playing and I, I'm told it was a really dull match I wasn't wasn't really watching but it, it's just it, it's, it just does nothing for me on any level you don't like rugby you hate it Is that all yeah for, very yeah. much like that so yeah. it's yeah not for me Clive okay well that's um that's hot or not. <laughs> That's the, the rugby section of the show closed. After this uh, small musical break, we are going to hear from a uh, man of many, many talents indeed. After last week, when we discovered the Aztec powers of Otacoholtec, you did some research yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I went on to it Encyclopedia Britannica. Did you? Did. Yeah, yes. good. It, it's still a thing. It's yeah. still a thing. No, I'm sure. However, can you use that really as a source? Is it well? I mean, it has got references, I suppose. But regardless, Otokohotek, a man who is a always able to know what side up a USB stick goes in and gets it in first try. Oh, that's a power. Yeah. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. never known anyone except Otokohotek. That's, that's a good one. To do that. it. Yeah. Um, mm. Curiously, a man that never runs out of so- uh, smoky bacon crisps. It's they're just always there, and I don't know if that's an extension of the man's powers or if he's got like a magic cupboard. Does, where but, does only, the, but only smoky bacon. Well, they're very hard to find here. That's true. Yeah. I'd actually, have, actually, even even the the uh, procurement of smoky bacon crisps, that in itself is a remarkable power. And and, and and then my my initial thoughts on that was then, does that also, do, do, does it count frazzles? Because are frazzles <laughs> really potato-based or are they a corn snack? Well, no, they're a, they're a corn, corn snack, aren't snack, they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like a monster munch. Like a monster. I don't mind yeah. a monster munch. Or, I like a monster. Or if you're if you're a bit more working class, transform a snack. <laughs> or a space raider. Space raider. Didn't mind a space raider. Yeah. Salt and vinegar once. Perhaps the the most fascinating one about Otokohotek is uh, his toenails. Oh really? Which grow at a rate of thirty seven point five percent less than standard humans, thus eliminating much more need for clipping. I mean that's good because obviously 
like toenails uh, grow slower than fingernails anyway. Yeah. So over the course of his life, imagine how much time he must save. I'm going to say up to half an hour. That is, yeah, I mean, that's quite yeah. some, because you never know when you're going to need that half an hour either. You know? Precisely, yeah. Quick nip into the bookies. <laughs> yeah. You know, something like yeah. that, and you know. Swift pint somewhere on the way home. This is yeah. it. So, you know, so you've got to stacked with the, with the skills, one might say. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, this is, you know, a man and a god we all yearn to be. Yeah. Like a whole tech. How, how much traction do you think we're going to get with this over the next week while? Oh, I reckon quite a lot. Between <laughs> b- between some and quite a lot. That's a re- reassuring for, for yeah. some, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's no Jakob Alexeyevich churning, but, you know. Rest in peace. We can only work with what we've got. Anyway, uh, that was Ozaka Holtek. Up next, we visit Yilava. Yihlava to see a football match. Boom, 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 boom. We went to Yihlava and froze out of our ass, frankly. It was very cold. It was cold. It, it was. was cold. Beautiful Up in them there hills. Yeah, gorgeous day. Blue skies, bright sunshine, crisp spring weather, and really bloody cold. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Yihlava's a good time. I always enjoy going to Yihlava. Yes. Uh, not too difficult to get to from Brno. Yeah. Uh, we took the train. It was about hour and... 40 but that's because the train goes around the houses if you get the bus it's about an hour and 10 minutes yeah so yeah not far mm-hmm. and yeah um nice little town fifty thousand people ish something mm-hmm. like that and um a lack of what i would call older traditional pubs though as we were discussing mm, yes we uh will come on to that in the what's the deal about you lover section in a in a little bit um but i was actually uh discussing this uh earlier today with uh, Steve Anderson, mm-hmm. who I bumped into, and I told him that it was you know Yihlava's up in the hills and and uh, so forth, and he said, so it's like Bolivia but cold. Which I thought was a very odd thing to say. Nobody's chewing coca leaves in Yihlava, as far as I'm aware. I'm also going to say Bolivia is probably quite cold in the winter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'd say Bolivia probably is very cold. Yeah, yes. miles up in it, so mm. yeah. Anyway, 78 hardy Zbrovatsi made the trip for a, frankly, absurd 3.30pm on a Friday game. Because because people were playing hockey later. Yeah. Not having, Not having this. No, Not nonsense. Having Absolute nonsense. But yeah, 78 uh, fans there. Is that the official... Um, I mean, that's what they had on uh, Zbrovatsi, Tetschka, CZ, okay. because... uh, in which we also got a mention. Oh, really? Yeah, just <laughs> saying our flag was there, basically. Because uh, I remember, like, I mean, you know, they always do, you know, thank you for your support. And they said there was over 500 people at this match. There was absolutely not over 500 people at this match. <laughs> Again, I think we're counting season ticket it holders. Is, honestly, it felt, it, it, for all intents and purposes, felt like a friendly. It did, Because it, yeah. it's at a time where everyone's at work. So it was just, it, it sort of killed it as a, you know, mm. a, a sort of an atmosphere, let's say. yeah. Um, also, can I make a special mention to the fact that they've bulldozed their beer shack? 
Yes, there was no uh, beer or any concession stand at all. If you wanted a beer, you had to go to a fence separating the home section from the away section, and a uh, very convivial middle-aged woman with a sort of a a wooden beer holder just came and went with pints in plastic glasses. But she could only bring eight at a time in the little holder. So you were waiting for quite a while. She, yeah, she was slightly bemused by my song, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those, though, where actually it felt like you could have just opened that bit of gate and let people go to it themselves. Like, yeah. there was, like there's never any trouble between Zvorovka and Yehava. Like No, I don't it think doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, you could, have, you could have just let us walk to the, I did, to the I, bar. I, it, if it wasn't there, though, I wouldn't have been able to look a, look a middle-aged woman straight in the eye and go... You're just too good to be true. <laughs> Can't wait to buy pints off you. Yeah. You feel like heaven to touch. I want to drink pints so much. <laughs> At last, long last, pints have arrived. And I thank God I'm alive. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it good. Was, yeah, she, yeah. yeah, she... Yeah, she... Looked, but I'm not sure she spoke English. <laughs> she started to look genuinely fearful towards That's, the end. Yeah, so I have that effect on women. <laughs> Um, but what happened in the game? Well, Strolled it was it. a very professional 3-0 victory. Strolled it. Yeah. Um, the first half, uh, very little happens in the first half hour. Um, the absolute opposite of the theme from Stingray, in which anything could happen in the next half hour. Good. I don't know where that came from. Uh, but yeah, on 33 minutes, uh, Philip Blecher, who has started the two games since he's arrived and has looked... Good. A quietly class act in both. Uh, yeah, uh, Philip Becker um, wriggles his way through midfield, sort of, you know, sort of um, gets people off his shoulders and barges his way through. Shrugs, through. shrugs Sh- them off. Yeah, shrugs them off and plants a right-footed shot in the bottom left-hand corner. The keeper doesn't even know where it's gone. Mm-hmm. So really nice goal. Oh, it's just, like, like you said at the title, doesn't he do so well to even get shot off, let, yeah. alone, let alone score? Yeah, even get the shot away. Get the shot away. And after that, you were just like, I think we'll probably just stroll this yeah. one. Yeah. And, and, we, and, and we really sort of did. I mean, it was... It was everything you want in an away performance. We went up... We we only let them have I think sort of two shots on target which Berkey dealt with happily, mm-hmm. no one injured, two fairly soft bookings but for people who don't normally get booked Shevchik and I think somebody else mm-hmm. and yeah just went home with the three points and a completely professional performance. Yeah, I mean two two goals from open play are late on. Um, well, actually, actually, um, looking back on the video, the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 61 minutes when Prichistal breaks down the left yeah, he, pretty, yeah. he cuts it back and it is actually a uh, Matthias Latsko own goal oh okay it looked like it was Resnicek finishing it off but it wasn't mm-hmm. but uh, Resnicek does get his goal 72nd minute stonewall mm-hmm. penalty yeah. Resnicek step, steps up bang there you go 3-0 mm-hmm. lovely yeah I mean a couple of thoughts I had particularly on the game actually not from a Zborovka perspective but actually, I thought when Mametal came on for Yihlava, then they started looking like they were going to drive a little bit. Mm. But it's not good enough being 3-0 down and then starting to to stay up, you know, wake up. Yeah, so go, oh, shit, we need to do something here. And Too af- late, lads. after being, I would say, reasonably gushing and quite excited <laughs> about the prospect of seeing Belaid play for um, Yihlava, I now realise why he's playing for Yihlava. Man, because he's, he's slow. useless. <laughs> like, he didn't do pretty much anything and for someone who's supposed to be like a number well he plays a number seven um 
he just he wasn't getting on the He's balls. a slow, slow man. You know, no pressure at all. It was just, it was just a really insipid performance. And maybe mm. that's because it's cold and it's at half three on a Friday or something like that. But no, I think it's probably because his best years because are Because he's 34 and he's, yeah, playing in the second division now. So, yeah. And I mean, playing not at the highest level in the second division either. No. Like, you have our... Um, Yihlava are, uh, I mean, they're not, we're not talking, you know, I think, uh, you know, in any danger of being relegated. No, absolutely not, I would no. point out they are on the same points, though, as Prebram. Uh, they've got still enough quality and they'll, they'll stay up and they will finish 11th or 12th yeah. or, or, or potentially a couple of spots higher. Yeah. But it's not really much for uh, you to get excited about considering they were in the top flight, you know, for, for quite a while, a few seasons back. Yeah, it's it's strange to see them as just a very nothing sort of a club, which, yeah, as you say, five years ago, they were one of the most exciting sort of, you know, progressive front foot teams around. Mm-hmm. And now they're just, Even nah. the, the first season down in the second uh, second division, they were good. Yeah. You know, like, and then, nah, this is, this is just not happening for them yeah. ever since the clear out. Yeah. But that was it, basically. So uh, we're going to have a quick look at what the deal with Yulava is after this uh, little musical break. So what is the deal with Yihlava? As you mentioned, uh, sort of medium-sized-ish town. What did we say? It was about... 50,000-ish 50, 50, people, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's by some way in Visochina. Yes. Uh, capital of the Visochina region, which is mainly mountains and fields and yeah. forests and pretty things. Um, it's the oldest silver mining town in the Czech Republic, beating Kutna Hora by a good 30 years or so. Get that up, yeah. 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 Good for them. Um, yeah. Uh, the... Um, Curious animal that appears on both the flag and the coat of arms is... A hedgehog. A hedgehog, yes. That is a strange one because there is some argument, or so I was reading about where the name Yihlava comes from. There are there are two competing theories. Firstly, that it's from the Czech word Yehla. Um, Yehli is a needle, mm-hmm. and Yehla are uh, sharp stones at the bottom of a river. Okay. Which... Okay, fair enough. The other theory is that it's from the German word for hedgehog, which is Igel, mm-hmm. and the German name for the town is Iglau. Yeah. But the German name comes after the coat of arms with a hedgehog on it. Uh-huh. So that doesn't seem to hold water. But, yeah, nobody really knows. But those are the two competing theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Um, it was a mining town from 799... Very, 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 very old. 799, and it was a settlement proper from around 1240. It was a childhood home of Gustav Mahler, the romantic composer, so that's nice. It was also the home, and we've mentioned this before when we talked about Yilava, of Hans Krebs, uh, or SS Brigadefuhrer Hans Krebs, um, propaganda-type and uh, general high-up-in-the-SS-type chap, uh, interwar member of the Czechoslovak, Parliament and um, had Hitler's ear on all matters Czechoslovak. So, but don't let you know. Don't hold that against the town. No, <laughs> you know, composers, Nazis, you know, 
<laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. But yeah, as you as you said, what it yeah, it's a very pleasant place, but what it does lack is a good central oldie worldy Czech pub type thing with sort of sitting out places, mm-hmm. which we didn't really find. Um yeah. We had a sort of a theory about this in that it's the sort of place you live when you've got a sort of young family. So there's no university, so there's no student population. And it seems like, yeah, it's just very pleasant, but it's quite sleepy and it's quite quiet. And I'm sure it's a lovely place to live, but there doesn't seem to be a lot going yeah. on necessarily. It's quite lively in the summer. Because then it's a focal point where you start off on hikes and on these sorts mm. of things. Um, I believe cross-country skiing championships have been held um, close to year five. <laughs> yeah. But it's very activity sort of based there. Yeah, it's, go a, there yeah. it's a base for things. Thing. It's not necessarily a place you stay, but it's a base for things, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, very pleasant. The walk from the station to the town centre is an absolute bitch that I'd completely forgotten about. Told you. It's, it's very uphill. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very uphill. It's on a hill. Yeah. Um, I've got some music from you, Lover, if you'd like. Yeah. Can I also very quickly point out that one of the, like one of the best things about the trip was that I met an iguana. Yes, I forgot the iguana. We went for lunch and we met an iguana. Yes, yeah, an iguana and a wee tank called Agata. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I really enjoyed that <laughs> actually. Yeah. If you you know some pubs have pub dogs. This had a pub iguana. Yeah. And how do we plaque it said its name? And it's like, hello, I'm an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the iguana. I got to the iguana. Yeah. Um, so photos up on my Facebook. I'll have to put it up on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was looking through music from Yihlava. There were a couple of bands I considered. Uh, one of them called Hairy Groupies. Odd name. And um, um, another one called Emo Clown. He was a rapper. Dreadful. What? Yeah. But... Send in the the clowns. clowns. What I went for in the end was a band called HFD. This is a a curious Czech thing of giving your band just like an initialism for a name. What does it stand for? It stands for Hrdinave Vshedichni. Okay. It's... It's no HYV. Hope you're virgin. Yeah, hope you're a virgin. Yeah, not even not even a, a... I mean, that's a very Czech name as well because it just completely misses an R. Mm. So no indefinite article. Yeah. But yeah, they, you've played with that band and let me tell you, they were dreadful. Yes, they were, weren't they? Um, anyway, hi, HYV. You're not listening, but there you go. Um, anyway, HFD described their music as folklore scar reggae disco. Oh, no. This... It features somebody playing a recorder quite heavily. <sighs> and the song we're going to play is called Dalibor, and it is a PN to Dalibor Yanda, the Czech singer-songwriting type. So um, here we go. So 
what do we think about that? Sounds like lentils, David. <laughs> those sounds, sounds like those sorts of people. <laughs> those, those sorts of people that, that play that sort of stuff around a circle in a field. Yeah. Crusties. Are we going for crusties? I, I, I don't know. There was um there was um there's nothing like a quarter to cut through, let me tell you that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sort of yeah. They they do sound slightly like sort of, you know, ragtag dog on a string type <laughs> type bunch. As long yeah. as they're having fun and I never have to listen to that song again. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, that's enough. worse than the stuff I put out, Christ. Um on the subject of good music, I did enjoy your short um your short recital um the uh when we were back in town. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, when we got back from Yehlava, I had uh, about 25 minutes to leg it home, grab my guitar and yeah. run down to Café in the Ghetto, which I would strongly recommend if you Very good. live in Brno and you want um, excellent playlists and vegan food. Mm-hmm. That's the place to be. I did a sort of 20 minutes of acoustic solo mm-hmm. nonsense. After after much convincing. After much convincing, yeah, I was I was not particularly comfortable with doing it. In the end, it turned out all right. I thought and, it was uh, a, I thought it was very good. Well, I mean, I had been drinking a lot of alcoholic beverages by that point, but mm. um, but my I, I like to think my judgment is sound. Well, I mean, I I I couldn't drink that much because the next day I had to get my very old Skoda out of the garage and drive you <laughs> and about when I it. Drive me to the tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that true friendship, you enjoy, listener? You. En- you enjoyed very old Skoda, though. It was. It was a very... Str- for me, it was incredibly strange because it was slightly claustrophobic and then I was like, if somebody rams me, I'm dead. That was my... Um, was the... Uh, well, yeah. Was you, just, thought. you just don't have to think about that. This is my This is my 1968 Skoda Octavia, which is my uh, mm-hmm. money pit that, I, <laughs> that, I, that I'm currently yeah. driving. But, but uh, no, I did enjoy... I did enjoy that, uh, that trip, the... Uh, and I'm 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 hoping that um, we're going to be able to I say we you're going to be able to take that out on like an away trip or something like that. Yeah, we're we're looking at Khrudim possibly, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Away. So, yeah, watch this space, listener. If you follow us on the socials, you might get pictures of me, Sam, and possibly Ben in a very 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 old car hacking up to the Pardubitsky cry for a ten fifteen mm-hmm. kickoff or something. Anyway. Enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about games that are coming up that we do know what's going on. We're going to play Lichen on Friday. All right, stop, collaborate, and Lichen. Yes, it's the. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's the battle for the Stattel. Battle it's for the Stattel. The, uh, the Burno Derby. Yes. Um, which is coming up on Friday um, at our place. Yep. And um, I am not going to be able to enjoy it as I'll be in Scotland because, unfortunately, I have to go to Aberdeen Hibs on Saturday. <laughs> oh, and see, to my, see my family oh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, if you're listening, Dad. Um, <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> it was an iguana. A gata. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, our friends on the other side of town are third in the league. Doing very well. 12 points from Zbrojovka at time of recording. So, um, pretty unspectacular mid-season. Drew 2-2 with Zleen. Hello, Zleen. Hello, Zleen. What? Right. <laughs> why do we always do that in not Homer's voice? We I always do know. it in, like, Mr. Burns' voice I, I or something. I don't know why. But, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, like, it's him putting on his, yeah. like... Hello, Zleen. <laughs> Hello, Dean. You're a stupid head. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yes, um, their only top-flight opposition was against Zleen. They drew two each. Um, although they did have a 
um, a friendly with Slovan Bratislava that got uh, cancelled. Um, had a situation with with the COVID mm-hmm. um, late in the, the season and therefore have had an additional match to make up. So we've played two games since coming back. They've now played three. So, yes, they played uh, that curious midweek one, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so their, their midweek one was a 2-0 victory against fellow South Moravians Vishkov. Mm. But their two regularly scheduled games cause for concern, question mark. Took them an injury time um, equaliser to earn them a point at Ustina Labem. And then in the second versus third clash um, at home to Vlashim, they went down 3-1. I am going to draw a very, very obvious comparison between Lee Shen struggling to find form, having sold Jan Silny, and Yablonets dragging themselves out of danger, having signed Jan Silny. Yes, this is this is <laughs> one of the things. Um, do you know who scored the late consolation for um, uh, Lee Shen? I do not. It's our friend and... Uh, well, no, your is friend. It, oh, Martin's Tutu. No, it, it's, it's just your friend. It was Jakub Alexeyevich Cherny. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it might have been Martin's and a Tutu, but it wasn't. Yeah. But this is it. Like you, I mean, talking about, you know, getting rid of Silny and stuff, and I will come on to that shortly, but this is also this was also 3-1 from an Aligayevich less Vlashim mm. because he's um he's gone to um uh, Slovan Liberets um for on loan until getting recalled, I think, in the summer by Slavia Prague. Right. Um it still blows my fucking mind that he's 18. Yes. He's got a big future if he does well. He's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that's Dennis. that's one thing. But as as you said, two million crown deal sending Jan Silny to Jablonets, which seems like a better deal for them than it is for Lee Shen, <laughs> um, frankly. And that is going to be a huge blow to the team. He was their top scorer with eight goals. Um, two million crowns, by the way, listener, is nothing. It sounds like a lot. It's not really eighty thousand pounds. Yeah, something like that. Um, and, and and the one thing is um they should also point out as well is that because that was obviously the big news but also Jakub Kuchera mm. who was like a rock for them in midfield has left to Hradec Kralove for 1 million yeah. which again seems like an absolute steal and and therefore your winter transfer period is therefore crucial and you know like was already said um Jakub Cherning Cherning has signed from Zborovka Brno and he has signed we've yeah. got rid of him basically and he's also joined by former Zborovak Shimon Shumbera, which is really curious, I found. Mm-hmm. Because, like, basically, I was going through the stats, and, and, and Shimon Shumbera played every almost every minute for Senica, who are in the top flight of Slovak yeah. football, yeah, yeah. comfortably in big table. So I don't know what's happened there, if there was some sort of deal with the club. I didn't see a, a figure on it. I don't know if it was, like, a transfer uh, that was, you know, there was money involved. I can't imagine there was with Lee Shen. So I'm I'm assuming that either something has happened at the club or he's unhappy about playing in Slovakia and wants to be close Just to really his family. Just really miss Benoit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I do as well. Um, and of course, David Kurska. Yeah. Is, but David Kurska. David Kurska. David Kurska is back from loan um, at Vyshkov because yes. actually he's not bad at times. Um, but as you say, Martin's Tutu. Yeah. Yeah, came in from esteemed uh, esteemed team without club. <laughs> but like I mean, like obviously, like he is, uh, he was released by Zlin last summer. He is known in, in 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 the in these lands. Um, had spells at Taborsko and Teplitsa. Um, so twenty six year old French centre forward, and he's hit the ground running. He might be what they need. He's been impact subbing it. He's been getting mm. twenty minutes at the end of matches, and he's two and three. Yeah, just 
it'll be one of those where it's just building up fitness until he's going to be a starter then I think yeah really. I would say so and I think maybe at this level he'll you know if, if that's anything to go by I think he'll be um fine um yeah just have Malik it's there still mm. and I think he's probably the um the the sort of the, the the quality midfielder that they sort of have there so they've at least got something going for them I mean they're not a bad team even if they've lost the um uh, if they've lost, you know, some of their big big players, uh, I would say that it. Yeah, I mean, right, it's going to be really tight up there because I think there are several teams. I think there's about four or five teams going for two places in the. Um... Yeah, it's it's uh, Vlashim, Lishan, Sparta B who are falling away a little bit. Barnsdorf. Barnsdorf. Yeah. So and then somebody else could also sort of um sort of come through as well. I mean were looking okay for a while as well. So there's gonna be a fight for that. The question is that if they do get to a playoff situation, are they going to be are they gonna be equipped? Um but we already know and I think we uh, I think it's already been decided that if they do come up they can share with us. Yeah. But I don't know if this is going to get them over the line against um Probably not a Teplitsa. I think they'll be fine now. But um, you know, one of the sort of the teams that's not Carvina because they're already doomed. Um, Pardubica on an absolute slide. Yeah, so it might very it. well be Pardubica, for example. I mean, Yablonet still aren't fully out of it yeah. either. You know, yeah. so there are there are things that could happen there. Um, I mean, one thing I would sort of point out is this is going to be our fourth um our fourth derby against them uh, competitively. Um, since uh, because when they came up to the same league, I believe it was the first Burno v Burno competitive match since nineteen eighty nine, mm. and since then we have played three one three. Um, they have made it hard work away. Let's yes. say um, we were very lucky um to um get out of there last time with a two one victory after being one 0 down for a long time to Silny, yeah. who um who scored. Um, and it was, uh, I think it was Big Pavel Drexa who, uh, it was, had a bullet header to get it us was. back into it. it. And, then Drexa, we, yeah. and then we went, uh, we, we so went on to get the win. I mean, also, if you look at the last time we left it again late to, to beat, um, beat Lee Shen in the, uh, you know, in between the unsavory scenes, yes. which led to one lad getting the jail for trying to attack Jan Silny. So, uh, um, but actually, the last time we played them at home, it was 2-0, and I thought it were actually reasonably good value then. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking for a good result here. Um, you've got to think that um, if we get three points over Lishen at this point in the season, that's them comfortably out of the running You know, for any weird business with winning a title. If mm. we had a spectacular collapse. Yeah. So I think that that will be us. Um, I think as Kenny was saying in the chat, six wins or something, like that will pretty much do it from here. Yeah. So um, and I expect us to get six wins, frankly, before the end of the season. So yeah. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I'm really looking forward to this, actually. It should be... Should be a laugh on Friday evening. Uh, be good. And hopefully the weather's a little bit better than last time as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. Five o'clock kickoff, is it? <coughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock again on Friday. Um, Steve, if you're listening, you can use my season ticket. Okay. Uh, well, if you're listening, I'm not letting anyone use my season ticket. <laughs> anyway, we have got two more sections to go. We're going to look at a game against... Barnsdorf. Barnsdorf, insert club here, yes. But before that, we're going to do a beer of the podcast. I will get a beer ready for you, sir. Oh, good. Marvellous. That's coming up after this.
beer of the podcast. <laughs> that was rubbish, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, David. I don't know what came over me, frankly. That's all right. That was that was entertaining. Very good. Well, my turn this time. Yeah. And you'll you'll notice, David, that I've given you a pretty much a full pint glass of this, and I've given myself a very small amount. Uh, yes. Can you guess why? Um, because I could already smell the floral fruity notes, even when it wasn't even in my hand. Yes, you are right. It is a pale ale. Yes. So I thought after you treated me last time to a stout. I thought it's only fair Aww. to treat you to a beer that you might actually like. Oh, that's nice so of you. Thank you. We've gone to Tishnov, Tishnovsky Brewery. Bloody hell, you were right. Um, a litre and a, a half. A litre and a half. Good which Lord. is a, a, a Dvanat, so mm-hmm. 12 degree APA, and it's called a Merichan. <laughs> Zutigal. So, um, Can I see the label there? That's... Yeah. It's got, it's, got a, <laughs> it's got a fat guy in a trucker cap on it, half eating a burger and holding a pint. <laughs> Yeah. It looks a little bit like Noddy Holder. It looks a wee bit. It does a little... Yeah, it does a little bit. It also says, make APA great again, which is not... Yeah. Brilliant. I believe, I yeah, think, I believe this is very much a caricature of... Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. I've, I've never heard of this place, actually. So, yeah, well, I mean, obviously you know what it is. I mean, yeah, um, I've, I've heard of Tishnov. So, I haven't yeah, heard of we are, we're going quite local. Tishnov, actually, um, who's also made my... Um, uh, Patrick's stout that I'm drinking tonight mm. as well um, for both of these exactly the same price from Albert actually really so cool. Albert has now that which is a big chain supermarket in the Czech Republic um, for those who aren't based here um, has now started in a lot of its stores having a little wee chiller or cabinet that will do local beers and craft beers and things like that so not just your generic lager cans and things mm. like that um, would you like to take a guess about how much a litre and a half of either of these cost? Because it was the same. I'm going to say 110 crowns. Close, 134. Okay, um, not bad. For this. So, again, this is, I think, a proper beer in the sense that, no, it does have a ABJ on it. So this is a 5% or, mm-hmm. or 12 degrees if you are <clears throat> Czech. Yep. And, oh boy, it's floral. It is. Yeah, it's oh, really... It's... It... <sighs> yeah. I'm not going to enjoy this You can this almost one. taste it just from the smell, can't you? It's just, it, it tastes like everything I dislike in a beer. Um, if you're not a regular listener to Zbrojovcast, <laughs> I very much dislike beer which is excessively hopped. And I quite enjoy beer which is excessively hopped. So, so. I do not drink IPAs. Uh, uh, so anyway, here we go. Chin chin. It's... It's not as aggressive as you'd think it's, from the smell. Yeah, it's not actually. It's actually, it it smells a lot. Um, how to say it? It smells a lot more craft beer than it tastes. It's um, it's quite sweet. It's a little bit sweet, yeah. It's sort of it almost. I mean, this is maybe going a little bit too far. It almost drinks like a lager. Almost. It does. There's a bitterness to the back of it. Yeah, which is the thing that I'm clinging onto for dear life, frankly. Um, I mean, I will be switching back to my stout after this, so please try and polish off a litre and a half of this (laughs) for us. Um, Anyway, but yes, that was was perfectly pleasant as far as I'm concerned. It's very nice. Good. All right. um, Lovely. Well done, Brudy and Tishnop. Is that the Albert near you on Veveggi? That's the one on Veveggi, yes. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Good to know. All right, we have got one more preview to do, and it's coming up after this. 
and we're back. And there's more there's more football. Aren't you pleased? I can hear it in here. I can hear it in your voice. You're pleased. Thanks, listener. Um, Sunday, 27th of March, 3pm. Varnsdorf away. Going? I know. I'm not here. Neither am I. So no, I, a... I will, I will uh, be hopefully nursing a hangover in some kind of pub in Leeds after having seen Canada's finest 90s rock band, Bare Naked Ladies, at Leeds University the previous day. Unbelievable. Oh, baby. I will be flying back to the Czech Republic with a hangover because I'm going to be having Saturday night in Glasgow, baby. <laughs> oh, so, dear. Um, so, yes, two of us in... Two, two of Britain's fine cities there. Uh, so, yes, come back... Um, yeah, spending Saturday with a hangover and no money. Get the buck fast on ice, boys. Daddy's coming home. Uh, <laughs> Varnsdorf are having a great season, aren't they? They really are. Considering that they're um, the last uh, two seasons, they were the one spot above relegation each time. Mm. So, yes, Varnsdorf are um, fourth, only a point behind second and third. And they're a right pain in the arse as well for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're... Even when they're dreadful, we go there and we can't get anything. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, we have... Um, yeah, so, I mean, we have... Um, Two losses and a win is a record in um, Varnsdorf going, well, so since going down. We were convincingly beat there in our first season, which we, we went to. We took the journey up yeah. and everything was good about that day except the football. Um, it also, uh, in the second season, it took a very late Jan Hadik goal, um, <coughs> which some might recall was my goal of the season. It certainly was, yes. Um, to um, get us, um, I think that was to make, uh, to keep our charge alive as well. Um, so lovely, lovely goal there. And of course, um, last season we had them in the cup while we were, um, or not last season, this season we had them in the cup, didn't we? We had them in around September or October time and they uh, they beat us 4-2 after yeah. extra time um, when we were still looking very, very wobbly. Um, so uh, they love a draw against us at home as well. Mm. Um so we've uh, but we, we I think we beat them four one as well at home as well so at some point so we're okay um all right so I mean Varnsdorf during their preseason they played ten matches uh I know they lost twice and drew one the like interseason you mean yeah yeah, the, yeah. yeah. so yeah, they were yeah. tip sport Liga yes. and stuff as well um so they're now coming off the back of two three nil league victories at Sparta B away so no mean feat mm. and also at home to Prebram which is a gimme. Um, <laughs> shout out to Prebram's under 16 side by the way which somehow conspired to lose 12-1 as Brojovka under 19s was it, under it was n- under 19s oh, what, it wasn't even under 16s no with Aldrich Praga plundering 6 goals for himself oh my god yeah the future's bright for us so um, Varnsdorf nobody really left and nobody really came in during the winter break so I mean you have young prospects just like just like Hotel California very good yes yeah come to come to uh, come to Varnstorf you'll never leave <laughs> like Pablo Pablo Rudnitsky has never left he joined them in 2010 and is captaining the side and this will be his what 12th season 13th season so yeah. some big big Pablos there yeah and it's very Royston Vasey yeah so they've got Mattia Rodosta who I'm told is a young prospect from Teplitsa until the end of the season uh, beside that no significant changes um, <laughs> Radost Yes. Um, Radost for him, indeed. <laughs> Would you like to go from um, uh, Radost to Mladost? Because um, <laughs> um, Good. Boyan Georgic, 
Um, not the ex-Man United Swedish Bosnian Bojan Jordic. No, actually, Jordic. actually got him from Bosnia. He got them from like, a team called Lados something or other. I can't I'm, remember. I'm constantly amazed that there are two Bojan Jordiches who are both professional footballers. It's a very unlikely name, yeah. and both somehow managed to become pro- yeah. professional footballers. I love but that. He's, he's been superb for them, though. He's he's um, he's, he's been he's, good for a few years. Man. He's one in two. Yeah, midfield. Um. So and so they got him from like I don't know. Fuck knows what the scouting's like in Varnsdorf, but picking him up has been really good. Um, I re- I like Patrick Schoen, who's like a, a pacey ah, winger, showing Schoen. some real promise. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's that. So, like, you... I guess what I'm trying to say about Varnsdorf, right, is that you're doing all right if you have one of the lowest budgets in this league, and that really is fucking saying something in the second tier, and yet you are... Um, you're outscoring Sparta B and Opava. Mm. And you know, if you think about it, like we are thirteen points ahead of them, but we've only scored five more goals in them all season. Yeah. So like they're actually looking really good. I mean, right? Okay, their back form might be a bit unspectacular, so there is ways in, for sure. But they're a team that routinely seem to cause bigger. They're clubs a really problems. solid outfit. Like, like ever since they came up to the second league, they've just been, yeah, flirted with relegation and, yeah, have sort of just about survived but they're, they're really making their way into a very yeah. very solid little outfit well, there. I quite like this um, reimagination of them in the sense that um, like you'll remember like where like was it that two seasons ago um, we, we watched a I think it was a two each draw with Farnsdorf and uh, actually you did I wasn't there um, I was on holiday I think and you sort of pointed out that they came with this absolute game plan to basically they knew exactly what they were doing, produce yeah. uh, a fuse and just sort of grind at a draw. Yep. They're now going to places like Sparta B and they're playing a win. They're going there, they're being pacey on the way. Like, Shun is just very fast. This is one of his things. So, like, you have these sorts of players and stuff that I don't traditionally associate with a team like Varnstorff. I think that they're all electricians and cloggers <laughs> but they are still professional footballers you yeah. know so they just don't maybe earn as much as they would you know in some of the other clubs and they do get a lot of loyalty like players that are there and maybe not so good enough to go to the first league they'll stay Yeah. and then the, like Rudnitsky who I still think is very solid I think he's in his early 30s now but basically came in he's had a career there Yeah. Like, I guess they just has too, but they're just a very well run organisation like as yeah. a club, as a team, as a management structure, as a financial institution, they're just yeah. really well run. And I thoroughly enjoyed our trip there. Like I thought their fans were the fans were fine. Um, their setup is quite nice for a team of that. It's got the running track, but it's not so bad at that stadium. Yeah. So they are. It's like, also it's also next door to the Cotswold Brewery. Yeah, so. it's a, sto- a stone's throw. Bonus stone's yeah. throw. So it, you know a very good a very good trip all round there. I mean I'm not gonna we're obviously not gonna make it this time because it is it is a commitment to go there like yeah. you are it's going a long on way. three it's trains a long way, six yeah. seven hours and that's really the fastest way. But one time I'm sure we will be back. Um, yeah. But let's again. I mean I think the main focus on this is actually you know basically beating Li Shen. I don't expect anything away at places like this. As we've talked about on this podcast before, we don't do this thing where we have people in hotels overnight. We just sort of go up almost cold on the bus and that's never good for your legs and things like that when you're, you know, you get a warm up and that's, Mm. you're supposed to perform. So there's a real competitive edge for Varnsdorf in a lot of games like this against teams that are coming from distance. So we'll see what happens. And, 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 And again, any win will do, any win will do as we're cementing our place in the top of the league and, Hopefully, I move towards promotion. Yeah. 
Good, lovely stuff. Um, a lot done there. Uh, a lot got through. Excellent episode. A, I enjoyed a, that. A marathon show. Yes. Well, if you thought it was an excellent episode, or even if you didn't, we'd always be um, chuffed to hear your feedback on uh, social media. You can find us on uh, facebook.com slash broyoffcast or the same on Twitter. Yep. And uh, yeah, um, if you are like those uh, two lovely chaps, the um, um, older guy and his uh, son who were in the away end that you lover. Mm-hmm. Who came and referenced? Are you those two guys who were in that article from eighteen months ago? Yes, we were. Um, so yeah, hi to them. Thanks for that. Being a minor celebrity for an afternoon, briefly for five minutes, that was quite nice. Yeah, I can confirm that we will also pose for your photographs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we certainly did then. Anyway, that's that. Uh, we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Follow us on all the socials, as Sam said, and uh, yes, yeah, cast out. Bye. I once had a whim and I had to obey it To buy a French horn in a second-hand shop I polished it up and I started to play it In spite of the neighbours who begged me to stop <laughs> To sound my horn I had to develop my embouchure I found my horn was a bit of a devil to play So artfully wound To give you a sound, a beautiful sound So rich and round the hours I had to spend before I mastered it in the end But that was yesterday and just today I looked in the usual place There was the case but the horn itself was missing but Where can it have gone? Haven't you? Hasn't anyone seen my horn? But where can it have gone? What a blow! Now I know I'm unable to play my allegro Who swiped that horn? I bet you were quit Somebody did I found a concerto and wanted to play it Afraid of my talent at playing the horn For early to date and my utter dismay It had managed to wait like the dew in the morn Tootie I've lost that horn I know I was using it yesterday I've lost that horn Lost that horn Found that horn Gone The stop I chose to Some hearty folk whose party jokes pretending to hunt with the corn. Gone away, gone away. Was it one of them took it away? Will you kindly return that horn? Oh, where is the devil who pinched my horn? I shall tell the police I want that French horn back. I miss its music more and more and more. Without that horn, I'm feeling sad and so forlorn. I found a concerto and wanted to play it this way. I found a play the horn, but early today to my utter dismay, it had totally vanished away. But somebody took it away I practiced the horn and was longing to play it But somebody took it away My neighbor's asleep in his bed I'll still make him wish he were dead I'll take up the tuber instead Wah, wah